get the uh, podcast ready. Hey, Brad Jenkins, welcome to the uh, Ask Brad J Real Estate Show. I think I've finally been able to try to settle upon an actual uh, name for this uh, daily reoccurring thing on Instagram. And we're actually going to be live now on YouTube as well daily, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. So let me try to kind of get my cameras lined up here. You have to excuse me. I'm just a one-man band right now doing everything by myself. And so I'll do the best I can. But regardless, uh, we're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about Tampa Bay real estate uh, and some other Tampa Bay things in general. For instance, uh, we got the lightning happening tonight, I believe. Going to start the uh, first round of the playoffs, so certainly pulling for those folks. Uh, I am all about Tampa Bay area, 813-727-352. Anything and everybody in Tampa Bay, I try to support as much as possible, including all of our sports teams, college and uh, pro. And I'll tell you what, and and I, I kind of, a little bit of bias in regards to this, but I really, really enjoy the high school sports scene here in the area. Um, You know, this is, um, I think in football, we're probably maybe number three in the country. Um, Texas, obviously, being number one. I mean, holy crap. Um, You know, you got high school football coaches over there making $60,000 a year. and don't have to do anything else but coach football. Um, The Maslin, Ohio area up in in, in, uh, northeast Ohio, uh, is also very, very big with football. Um, and uh, really, I, I think the state of Florida is uh, number three. They, uh, We've got some pretty good, strong competition here in Tampa Bay area in Hillsborough County. I mean, um, there's several schools that have been done, have, have done well and uh, competed for and won one or two state championships. So uh state of Florida is definitely up there. Uh, basketball, we're, we're getting more uh, competitive. Um, we're not quite the hotbed for basketball yet, but uh, I think we're getting there. So, And there's some other great sports, too. Uh, don't forget, uh, we've got softball, track and field, um, soccer, So you know, and, and both genders, really, I tell you. Um, I spent some time coaching girls basketball almost half my career, and um, the ladies can get it going, too. And, and really, I, I kind of gravitated more towards the, uh, the, the women's side uh, in basketball because it was more, um, I don't know, fluid, a little bit more team-oriented. Uh, I just enjoyed uh, the girls' side very much. So, okay, so that's kind of a, a local Tampa area uh, uh, roundup, I guess you will say. And uh, our topic for today we're going to discuss is going to be inspection periods and, and what the inspection process is and entails. So we'll get that into it in just a minute. I want to run through some of the headlines that are making news in the real estate world today. Here's something interesting that I found. There is a federal prohibition of marijuana that restricts lenders' ability to issue loans to those who are employed in the marijuana industry. Isn't that interesting? So, um, basically what they're saying is, regardless if there's areas that... um, Marijuana is uh, legal for consumption and use, personally. Uh, places like Who's Got It Now? Denver, I know, for one, you know, and a few other places. Um, but if you happen to work in that industry, 
and draw your income from anything related to the marijuana industry, uh, you can forget about getting any type of federally backed loan. They just put the kibosh on that. Uh, so that was kind of interesting there. Wall Street Journal is reporting that uh, rising home prices are pushing borrowers deeper into debt. Um, let's see. Let me just read verbatim here. Fannie Mae actually moved back to make more loans to borrowers with a debt-to-income ratio of up to 50%. Uh, 45 was the typical range. However, Freddie Mac uh, uh, started backing more of these loans, um, and Fannie's new policy has resulted in about 100,000 more new mortgages. So here we keep coming back up again, you know, with this. And I talked about this yesterday on my YouTube Live Tuesday evening show um, in the state of the real estate market. And we've got two competing forces that are trying to hold their positions or make their positions greater. Um, those who issue loans um, and really the investors on the rental side. They're not willing to give up, you know, their income that they have, the revenue that is flowing through from these uh, investments that they have in the rentals. I mean, um, there was one particular one, I forget what it was now, Inv Innovation, I think it was, Homes, 80,000, 80,000 rentals that they have under contract. I mean, wow, I, I, you know, they figure fifteen, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 a month per rental average. That's a heck of a lot of revenue, and that's got to be a pretty decent size uh, uh, return on investment, you know, uh, profit there. So uh, they're not giving up these rentals, so you don't have uh, those homes available to be purchased, and yet you've got the loan servicing people and, and the, the people who make the loans trying to um, make more loans, <laughs> and there's just not enough houses to sell for them to make the loans to be profitable. So you've got these two sides that are really butting heads and, and we'll just have to see how it plays out and what happens. Mortgage rates uh, yesterday, 30-year fixed rate is uh, 4.30 and the 15-year mortgage rate is 3.70 and that is from bankrate.com. Um, another study... Builder Magazine is talking about the fact that many Americans can't afford to live where they work. I see that a lot in the Tampa Bay area. I don't, know, I don't know if it's so much whether affordability, but I think it's more of a choice to some extent in that, um, you know, for example, if you're not overly familiar with the geographical layout of Tampa Bay, let me kind of try to my best use words to describe the layout of Tampa Bay, okay? Um... Tampa Bay, a long time ago, really only considered consisting of, obviously, the city of Tampa and then also incorporated St. Pete, Clearwater. But as development started to happen and sprawl started to, be, to, to happen and begin, um, many, many people are moved, have moved up north now. Both the cities of Newport Ritchie and Port Ritchie were established a while ago, but they didn't extend and get that growth um, until within 10, 15 years. So all up and down uh, the West Coast, which is uh, running up, up the West Coast of US-19, um, now Tampa Bay is really considered to extend north all the way up into not only Pasco County, but most parts of Hernando and some Citrus as well. Uh, pick up those areas there too. So when we say Tampa Bay, we're really pretty much covering an area of about 
four counties starting the most northern part Hernando a little bit of citrus uh, and then we come south down into Pasco then Hillsboro and then Pinellas um, Lakeland is just kind of they just dangle in the middle no offense to anybody in Lakeland but not only Lakeland's not sure who they really are more closely aligned with either Tampa Bay or Orlando and there's huge difference between <laughs> Orlando and Tampa, I tell you, um, we'll get into that some other time, but it's just, there's a big, lot of big difference between uh, Tampa and Orlando. Um, but you can get to Orlando from Tampa in about 40, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on traffic speed and, and, and how fast you want to push it. <laughs> so, um, so that's basically that, uh, uh, but uh, the point that I was getting to is that saying here that many Americans can't afford, I don't know if that's exactly true. Um, I think that First off, you know, it's put out by Trulia. Second, um, got to be careful with my words. The most disliked, I guess, among the realtor community uh, to Zillow, which Trulia is owned by Zillow. They got bought out. Uh, but basically, Trulia is just saying that a number of Americans can't afford to live in the same communities where they work. Um, affordable housing. So, um, again, I think that it's a more of a choice. As I was speaking with the Tampa Bay and what I was referencing in that, um, you know, we have a lot of people that live in the Spring Hill area uh, and Hernando, southern parts of Hernando and Pasco County. And with the new uh, expressway, well, not new, but the, the Suncoast, it turns into the veterans. It is a toll road, but it is a quick way to get south into the Tampa Bay area. And they've actually been widening it and expanding it now for the past two years. Um, so travel times have been reduced and, and much easier to get there. So I think people just want more for what their money can afford or what they can get. So they choose to work in Tampa and then commute um, 45 minutes maybe at the most uh, to an hour depending on traffic uh, of a drive north. Um, let's see. There's a new mortgage product available. Barclays is offering it. It is a green mortgage. Um, they're going to be setting out with preferential interest rates. Um, going to be available starting April 16th. Um, Barclays Green Home Mortgage. So if the house that you are um, looking to get into uh, has green features that Barclays sets out. They haven't set out yet exactly what those criteria are. But um, you'll get a better interest rate. Uh, if the house is green, <laughs> speaking of green, uh, full of green today, um, but now that's going to be interesting. I think where I see that possibly coming into some some play is going to be with the uh, builders, with the new homes, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe that was something Barclays was uh, uh, trying to target as a side venture. Now a lot of builders, when you use their preferred lender, they will give you some other incentives. Um, and a lot of times builders aren't willing to budge, but, you know, if you can come in and say, hey, I've got a competing mortgage product that wants me to go with them and consider them because they are a green standard. And a big selling point on new homes is the fact that they are laying claim to how energy efficient they are. Well, you may have some leverage here with that, but for the most part, builders don't negotiate. Good time to hit builders is going to be in October and November. That's when their uh, fiscal years are usually up. You'll see incentives coming through. So 
mark that on your calendar if you're thinking of buying a new home and do an employ an agent uh, do employ an agent to help you with that new home don't walk in there ahead of time and register because once you do then that agent can help you they're not really going to be able to get you much on a price reduction some agents will give you um, cash back because uh, there's no other agent on the other side they're getting full straight out commission so um, you know that might be an area that you could uh, work a little bit you might not be able to negotiate on the price but you walk in with an agent that's representing you um, then they can help you and get you a little bit of cash back at closing from them they'll give you back they're allowed to do that all right it's a little tip there on buying new homes um okay that's so much for the um the headlines like i said uh in the tampa bay area real quick um it is uh, a little chilly this morning i think it started out about 57 we had some rain roll through last night and uh the tampa bay rays were in chicago i'm a huge baseball fan uh and uh so the rays were in chicago and i believe they were victorious almost blew it they better get this bullpen uh, together and find someone that's going to be able to get in there and close it down because they blew a big lead against Boston uh, in the uh, late innings, and they almost managed to do it again last night with a fairly large lead heading into the the end of the game there. So, uh, But, you know, it, they're rebuilding. I'm, I'm excited. I like the young guys. You know, we're not going to be uh, contenders, I don't think, really at this stage. But, you know, last year's team was just basically built around power and either you know you you hit a home run or you strike out and those power hitters were very um lax in in their defense on the infield and the outfield so uh we traded and, and we had some bad attitudes quite quite frankly i thought the team gave up in august um you know at one point they were still close enough to be considered to be in the wild card race and they had a few bad games, and to me, I just felt like they uh, chucked it in, called it in, and, and, and called it a season and didn't bother. So um, I'm, I'm glad to see that we've had some changes, so I'm going to support the Rays no matter what, win or lose. Same way with the Bucks and everybody else. Okay, uh, Lightning, like I said, are in the playoffs, and um, you know the New Jersey Devils are not somebody to overlook. They are a very well coach team and they uh they skate hard so the lightning will have their um their work cut out for them but i'm confident they'll be able to uh, pull through all right so enough of all of that let's get into uh real estate again and today i want to talk about what the inspection period is what an inspection is and, and so forth timelines in real estate are extremely important um and it's important that you have an agent that is on both sides whether it's a, a buy, you're representing, whether you are buying or whether you are selling, okay? Um, and, and I will say this quickly before I move forward, too. I believe that the best agent for a buyer is an agent who not only has experience working with buyers, but also has experience working with sellers. You want to be able to see and understand both sides of the coin. Let me wave here to quick out properties thank you guys for joining i appreciate it um a good agent has experience on both sides of the coin they understand and they know what's going on from the other side's perspective okay to me that's one of the most key important ingredients in any real estate transaction when you have something someone representing you do they know what the other side is doing 
and do they know why? Um, that's kind of dealing with empathy, uh, which I very much employ. And uh, so I think that's um, a, a very stickling, sticking point here that you want to have. Make sure that if you have someone representing you, they know both sides, they have lots of experience on both sides of the coin, and they will be able to make a smoother transaction for you. So the inspection period and what we have going on. Wow, second person in. Who we got in here? Uh, trying to read it sideways, I'm sorry, looks like. Andrea, thank you so much for... Uh, being here as well, I'm excited. We got two. That's awesome. <laughs> so, anyways, what I was saying was that the inspection period and, and the timing of of contracts and and deadlines is extremely important. And so, I use something really simple, uh, Google Calendar, and I set out and 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 send emails to everybody, whether I'm representing buyers or sellers, to all parties involved of the timelines. Okay. Now, those timelines do not begin until the last signature on the contract and that contract is emailed to or presented to the other agent all right so that's when your timeline begins and there's always a lot of confusion as to exactly when that happens and that's why i really like using google calendar to send emails and push out all of these timelines because we do that right away and that way there is no discrepancy as to exactly when the inspection period begins when it ends um, the time for appraisal the time to either come back to if I'm representing the buyer to come back to excuse me the seller and say okay we didn't meet that appraisal deadline um, you know backing up if you're looking at the inspection there's things that need to be addressed uh, that are going to cost that client money so um, you know and sometimes you may need to extend that inspection period uh, to make sure that you have that time to negotiate now inspection periods can last anywhere from uh, whatever you want you can ask for anything there is no set deadline or uh, standard so to speak regarding what the inspection timelines can be so depending on the situation, uh, I will use inspection timelines as a way to ne negotiate. Good negotiators always want to leave the other party with something. Um, you can't just you can't hammer everything that you want and not leave the other side with anything because ultimately, um, you know you're going to reach a point where you're basically trying to get blood from a turnip. So. You have to have an agent that is able to take into consideration what the needs are of their particular client in that situation. And do we want to use the inspection period as kind of a bargaining tool uh, for something else to, to get what we want to have? Another consideration in that timeline is what time of year is it that we're doing this, this particular buy or sale? Um, you know, from a seller standpoint, you know we're going to want a, a quick inspection period because we don't want to prolong this thing out if for some reason um you know there's things that come up and 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 the buyer decides to walk uh as a as a seller you've lost 15 to 20 days of momentum where you've taken the the property off of the market and and your marketing process is kind of slowed uh it's very difficult to get that back up and get it back in the process so as a seller I'm always going to try to push for 7 to 10 days uh, on that inspection time. Now, I do have to be realistic again sometimes in understanding, too, what type of market that we are in. 
being that we are now in that seller's market and we're going to be here for a while. Again, I touched upon earlier, I mentioned this, that I did a state of the market report yesterday evening. That's available on YouTube. You can check it out. But, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the point where what my ideas are and my principles are get in the way of the deal. Okay? So, um, you do want to be flexible a little bit if you're representing the selling side. Uh, but you can use that part of what I was talking about as far as the negotiation process. So I try to push for seven days. I will give 15 if I have to. And if I feel like it's an extenuating circumstance, then I can move a little bit more. Now on condos, I do a lot of condos. I do a lot of townhouses. Those are half the time that it takes to do a regular um, single-family home. So I don't like to give as much inspection time periods as I do with houses than when we're doing a condo sale. So we'll drop those down just simply because there's not as much as they have to do. They're not responsible for the roof. They're not responsible for anything outside of the drywall outward. So uh, most of the time, those things are are the responsibility of uh, uh, the association. Let's see who we got in here now. Jib, I can't read you sideways. I apologize, but hey, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. I'm honored and much respect. So um, we're talking uh, timelines for inspections, okay? So again, just to reiterate... That timeline starts, the clock starts ticking when the email is received by the last agent that it's been signed by, okay? And that's when you establish your timeline and you're moving forward. Now, the inspection process, I'm going to tell you, I, I get into a lot of uh, pushback from clients who don't want to spend, you know, five, six hundred dollars uh, on an inspection. They want a 375 inspection. Well, let me tell you something. You're going to be in that house for 7 to 10 years. I think NAR uh, stats show 10 years of sales, um, 10 years residing in a home, and then you have a sale again and you move again. So, you know, you want to know ahead of time exactly what is possibly wrong with that house and what could possibly go wrong over the time period that you're there. Now, myself as an agent... I have a lot of experience in doing a lot of repairs and home repairs and things, and I can spot an old AC. And so I try to prep my clients ahead of time of you know what they're looking at. We don't just want to rely on the inspection report to be the uh, only thing that's going to raise some red flags. In fact, at some point, you know, I think an agent that's representing a buyer should have enough experience to know. Okay, you're an FHA buyer, and these windows won't stay up. And we've only, you know, if it's just one or two windows, okay, we can fix those. But if you've got, you know, windows that are 25 years old across the board in the house, and none of them are working, and your your client is an FHA buyer, well, guess what, folks? Uh, you just insured that's not going to pass. So you're going to waste money on your inspection, and you're going to waste money uh, on the appraisal. So you're probably going to be out somewhere between thousand twelve hundred dollars for a house that you know clearly is evidence to the person that's there looking at it won't pass that inspection so again as I was mentioning um, yesterday too please make sure that you have an agent that has experience and knows the guidelines of FHA because they can save you some money I've walked into plenty of houses with clients and said hey I'm sorry, folks, this house is not going to pass you know, your FHA appraisal, and it, it needs more work probably than what the seller is going to be willing to put into it. Um, another thing to watch out for is the uh, electric boxes. Zinsco, Sylvania, I've got a post on that on my uh, website as well, talking about that. You know, Those boxes are out, outlawed 
uh, and no insurance company will insure them. And if an uh, inspector goes in, does the four-point, and sees that Zinsco and Sylvania box, he's not going to pass it. So no insurance, then no loan, all right? So make sure that you are on top of that. Um, let's see, your inspection period, your time period, your time points. Again, um, stay in communication with your clients. Stay in communication with the, the expectations on when you're going to get those back. And then, uh, you know, if you get something that you feel is worth negotiating, um, then you can go back on there. Bear in mind, too, that, you know, you have to worry about the appraisal. Um, you know, I always try to make sure that I, I know exactly what that house should appraise at. And um, usually I'm within $1,000 or less uh, on what my estimation is on what that house will go for. So uh, be sure to uh, check those timelines and make sure that uh, you are protecting yourself because, you know, you get what you pay for in this life no matter what. I don't care what it is, whether you're buying cars, whether you're buying houses, whether you're, you're hiring someone to do something. Um, you know, I do a lot of Facebook groups, and boy, I tell you, uh, every day I see two and three posts. Oh, you know, I asked for the cheapest person, you know, but I want the best deal and I want the best uh, performance. Well, you're not getting that, okay? Same holds true. There's, there's, there's no difference here with home inspectors, okay? Uh, I deal with people, and I've let home inspectors go that uh, I, I no longer work with. I tell them I'm, I'm not looking for a rubber stamp. I am looking for a, an honest assessment on exactly what's wrong, and that means I expect you to go check the windows, every one of them. I expect you to go and make sure that those outlets are working. I expect you to know the FHA qualifications because I'm not going to recommend to my client to move forward and spend money on an appraisal you know, when they're an FHA loan applicant and not be able to get the job done. So really, I, I, I prep my buyers as far as the dollar amount to spend. You want a good home inspection that's going to take their time. You're going to be spending somewhere between five and $600. Don't have your cousin come do it. Don't have your best friend come and do it. Even if they are a qualified home inspector, they're cutting you a break, and I guarantee you they're going to cut corners. All right, it's just the human nature part of it. Yes, I have a psych degree. I know this. I'm, uh, my degree is in psych, uh, uh, psychology and human behavior, applied behavioral science. Okay, so really, it's just you know, it, it's human nature that if you're not being compensated as a professional on the level that you expect for the time that you put into it, um, pardon my French, but you're gonna do a half-ass job. Okay, and you don't want a half-ass job done on your home inspection that you're going to be residing in for 7 to 10 years and maybe even more, okay? So spend that couple hundred bucks. What's what's $200 difference, okay? Let's say 375 for a cheap home inspection and 575 to 600 for uh, a, a real thorough one that has good credentials, okay? So you're talking $300 divided by 10 years. What's that, 30 bucks? You know, and you want to even make it down even further and divide it by 12? Uh, so what are you talking about? Two dollars? Two dollars? Really? You you want to change and risk uh, a, a seven to ten year investment that you're making for looking at the here and now for two dollars a day? Where can you cut two dollars a day? Starbucks? McDonald's? Come on, seriously. Um, you know, it, it, and that's part of what our job is is to you know present things to you in the long term. All right. That favorite word I have: fiduciary. Make sure that you are uh, hiring agents that are fiduciaries and they can demonstrate to you how they are a fiduciary. They understand and know what that word is 
and they employ that as part of their um, vernacular, you know, what they do, um, their uh, mission statement, okay? That's part of being in real estate and part of my commitment, part of I know there are professionals out there that have that same commitment to our clients and um, keep digging for them, okay? Um, well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Wow, we're on 30 minutes already. Jeez, I talked too much. <laughs> um, I'm so happy and interested. That's really great. I've got three people on here. That's the first time. One, yeah, three. So uh, thanks so much, guys, for turning, tuning in. Uh, I hope you'll get a chance to drop back in again. Uh, any questions, comments, I'm working on trying to be better here in front of the camera. I know one was I was moving a lot, so I'm trying to sit still. Um, try to keep those ums down and some other things. But um, really, I do this from the heart. I do this because I enjoy it. Uh, I was a teacher for 20 years, and I do miss that educating part uh, that I partake, partook in. Yeah, took part in. There you go. Um, love the kids. Don't get me wrong. Love the kids. Love the education process. Hated the principals. <laughs> I'm a rebel, and I, I just uh, I was always in trouble. I was in more trouble than the kids were. Uh, kind of ridiculous, but you know that's the way it is when you're fighting for the kids and making them the priority. And so now I fight for my clients. I fight for everybody that's a client. I fight for everybody that's a consumer, and they are my priority now. So, all right, uh, I'm out. I will be back on here tomorrow morning again, 9 a.m. every Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. I'm live on Facebook. And uh, we'll take some questions, and we'll see you then. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you later.